0: What I do is I help people get on television. I help them get on radio or podcasts. I help them get in newspaper and magazines and focus on that traditional media. I don't do social media. I don't do digital marketing. What's happened in this marketing conversation, I think, especially probably the last 10 years where it comes to entrepreneurship is people bucket kind of PR with social media and digital when really these are all separate entities under a marketing umbrella.
1: You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Coke, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hey, welcome back to the show. I'm so excited today that you get to hear from just a gem of a human. And you are not only going to be able to hear from a gem of a human, but you are going to walk away with some incredible advice and resources for you to get your small business out into the media and get the publicity that you deserve. So today, I am joined by Nicole Maiden Nicole has been connecting people and brands with the media for 23 years. Her career began in 2000 in LA, working in the entertainment industry for Disney, Fox on American Idol, and films for Sony Pictures Classic. Since then, Nicole has produced publicity campaigns in every niche with popular and well-known consumer brands and products in the areas of fashion, beauty, lifestyle, health, wellness, tech, food, hospitality, medical, entrepreneurship, and more. I don't know what more there could be, but she's done it all, you guys. Her clients have been featured across an array of media outlets over the years, including Forbes, The Today Show, Good Morning America, LA Business Journal, Phoenix Business Journal, Women's Wear Daily, Oprah Magazine, what? Glamour, and USA Today. Additionally, Nicole's held upper management executive roles at some of the most prestigious and award-winning agencies in the industry and had the honor of receiving company awards from both the industry and her peers. Since relocating from LA to Scottsdale in 2016, she's developed a great passion for mentoring and helping small to medium-sized business owners discover they are worthy of press opportunities and teaching them step-by-step systems and principles to garner those opportunities on their own. She's mentored thousands Thousands of small business owners through in-person workshops, conferences, and one-on-one mentorship. And her clients have experienced a variety of results, including landing magazine covers and interior features, local and national television segments, podcasts, and radio interviews, newspapers and online features, industry awards, and speaking engagements. She's been featured and seen on stages at masterminds, trade shows, and conferences, and in the media, teaching small business owners how to garner their own regional publicity. We dive into so many things, including talking about her recent book. And you guys, you're going to learn so much about how to really step into a place where you feel worthy of going out and getting the media coverage you need to grow your business. We talk about it all, and I can't wait for you to hear from her. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to dive in with you today.
0: Thank you so much for having me. This is like the best virtual coffee chat ever.
1: I know. And hopefully since we're both in Phoenix, we can get a real coffee soon. Fun fact, I don't know if you drink wine, but I usually drink a lot of wine and I am on day 18 of not having any. I'm doing 30 days of no wine. And so I was going to say we can go get a glass of wine, but I'm not even putting that out there. We'll go get some wine. Yes, exactly. It's been hard and also great at the same time of cutting it out for a little bit. But That is not the topic of today's episode. Today, I'm so excited that listeners get to learn from you about so many things about the journey of putting yourself out there and really getting the publicity and press that you need to one, grow a business and two, that you deserve. And selfishly, I'm excited to get to dive in a little bit about what I can start doing too for my business. Thank you so much for coming on the show. What I'd love to start out with is share with listeners. I always love a good entrepreneurship story. So how did you get into entrepreneurship? And tell us a little bit about that journey. Oh my gosh.
0: The biggest question that would take four hours, but I condensed it into this book. If you want to know the full story, you got to get the book. When I was sitting down to write, I was recalling my childhood, of course, right? How the dots connect for so many of us throughout our journeys. So I talk about how, when I was a little girl and I was probably 12 or 13, I would take my babysitting money and my mom would drive me down the street from our house to this newsstand. And I would always spend my babysitting money on magazines, I was so fascinated with how the people ended up in the magazine and just the publishing world. And I think I fell in love with storytelling at a really early age. I am a huge fan of film and movies. And so I was always obsessed growing up in Los Angeles with storytelling. I don't think I realized kind of where it was taking me obviously as a child, but I just knew the things I was innately drawn to. So it started at a very young point. I, full transparency, I went to college to study journalism and I think because of my passion for magazine, I thought I would become the person on the back end doing the interviews. And I was on a trajectory to become a either broadcast journalist or a magazine reporter. And through a couple of universal synchronistic, whatever we want to call it, change of events that happened for me during college, I was actually guided to apply to an internship my senior year of college to go to the Cannes Film Festival. An intern with a group of film students. And I applied on a whim, knowing obviously I wasn't a film student, but just having that gumption, even at a young age, to just go for it because I had nothing to lose. And what I found out when I got accepted into this internship program was that they were going to have me shadow a film publicist as my internship. And so I didn't know what a film publicist was, I didn't know what a publicist was. But this was really what opened my eyes to this whole new world and this whole new path of publicity. And so I graduated college, I did this internship, I went back to Los Angeles, and I spent years working in entertainment publicity and doing all the things I dreamt of as a little girl. And I climbed the corporate ladder like so many of us. And I worked for really big companies and had amazing experiences. But I think what was happening for me, especially after a long run in corporate, early on, I got a knack for thinking to myself, wow, what would it be like if I could work for myself? I
1: think you either have that little, I don't know entrepreneur on your shoulder or not? Maybe? I don't know. At least that's been my experience talking to people.
0: And I grew up watching my father as an entrepreneur. And I think that it's just in us. It's not for everybody. We know that. I think one of the missing conversations so much that I wish people were having more is that it's okay if this isn't for you. It hasn't always been for me either.
1: Me neither. It's been up and down.
0: It is up and down, but it's innately in us. I believe that just to have that gumption or that grit, and also the vision. And so I got the knack early on. And I have had several businesses throughout my career. It's been a combination of entrepreneurship and really amazing corporate jobs. But I think what happened for me when I left Los Angeles in my early 30s, I hit a wall personally and professionally, and I think environmentally in Los Angeles. And so I uprooted myself, I moved here to Scottsdale and Phoenix, barely knew a soul. And I started over from scratch and I started a business from scratch. And yeah, it's been a ride and all of the ride is in the book.
1: I love that. And I guess, talk a little bit about the book. You are a published author. I'm a
0: published author, yes. I talked about in the book too. When I was little, I always would say to my parents that I was going to write a book. I've always been a writer. I think a lot of that parlays into the storytelling. I think what people forget is that when we look back to who we were, as little ones, we can connect to the passions we had as mm-hmm. children to what we're doing now. And I always love writing. I always love bringing people together. I always loved kind of being a cheerleader for people. So it is no surprise that I've spent 23 years as a publicist helping people get their moment in the light. But I wrote the book, You Are Worthy of Publicity, because I spend, like I said, a lot of years in corporate I worked for really big agencies. I worked for really big brands. And I think what happens is that a small business owners think that these opportunities to get on television or to be featured in a magazine or to get awards or accolades is really only for either the big brands with the big budget, or it's for the small businesses that have scaled to several million or have X amount of people on their team. When really everybody has a story, there is a reason why every small business owner has come up with the product or the service or the solution. It's my job to remind everybody that they're worthy of these opportunities, but it starts here. So if you are doubting yourself or you're doubting that you are worthy of these opportunities, they're not going to be able to come just like any area of our life, right? So when I was moving here and meeting all these amazing business owners, I thought there's something really interesting for me to help people with here. Is helping these small business owners here in my community realize that there's so much opportunity here for the taking. And so, how do you take a small business owner who wants to be behind the scenes and implore them to step forward, implore them to start building those local media relationships so that they can get their story told? One of the biggest things that we forget to talk about when it comes to small business is that we need people to emotionally connect to the person behind the brand. Publicity doesn't need to be a Hey, look at me. I'm on TV all the time. People want authenticity. They want to connect with real people. And so where the storytelling piece comes in is that if a person has a business and they're building a small brand, people want to know what that story is. What is it that got you to be doing what you're doing? And then how do we take that story and how do we take that why no matter how messy, or imperfect it is, and position it to media to create that connection and open up new audiences to come into our world. Think about how many times you've sat and opened a magazine over the years. I know I'm old school. I know everything's on digital right now, but I love opening a magazine. Whether you're sitting at a doctor's office, you're on an airplane, people love to read how people got to be doing what they're doing. So we really want to tap into that. And when you look at the story or the journey, for most people, there's usually quite a story. And I think that they just don't know maybe necessarily how to tell it.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So many things have come up as you're sharing this stuff. I'll just share some of this stuff personally that for listeners that maybe you can relate to some of this as well. But this is my second stint in being an entrepreneur, my HR and recruiting business. And my first was I was a personal trainer and I had a network marketing business and I was a personal trainer in Minnesota and then I moved to LA and was a personal trainer in Los Angeles. Being a personal trainer in Los Angeles is the most intimidating thing (laughs) ever And you constantly feel like you are not worthy of being a personal trainer if you don't have a 12 pack and all of these things, right? And I really struggled with worthiness then. And then I stopped doing that business. It wasn't for me. I also was going through a time in my life where being an entrepreneur was not for me at that point. And I started working and doing some other things for companies. And it wasn't until about three years ago that I stepped back into entrepreneurship in this capacity. I don't know what to tell you, but I know I'm good at this. I've never once struggled with worthiness necessarily because I really know that I'm good at it. And I know I just don't struggle with that. But what I struggle with, which I'm curious your opinion on, which might be a version of worthiness is do people actually care about this? Like, why would I go to the media to talk about recruiting HR? Who's going to care? It's boring. It's dry. They don't care about this kind of stuff. And I guess one would argue this podcast is doing so well that there's a lot of people who care about this stuff. But is that a version of worthiness, do you feel like? Such a good
0: question. So I start the book, actually, and I start a lot of my sessions with clients and students also saying, here's what most publicists aren't going to tell you. Nobody needs publicity. You don't need publicity to define you being a good business owner or you being worthy of anything. How I explain it to people is these opportunities are there. So if you do want them or you do want to engage in them, let me show you what's possible and how you can do that in a simplified way. doesn't feel so overwhelmed. Because I think a lot of people get tripped up on where do I start? How do I begin when really this is just a relationship building business. Mm -hmm. And if you're a business owner already, you know that you are for the most part, I would imagine somebody who is a people person, you have to be right. So nobody needs to be on television, nobody needs to be written up in the magazine. What I emphasize to people is you're worthy being a business owner, whether you're ever featured in the press or not. But what the power of the the press can do is it can help amplify your story and allow you to connect with people in a grander way. There's so much power to it. I've seen over two decades of the power of it, but it's not something everyone needs. So, that again, not something a lot of publicists would say because I think people want to get everyone to buy into this. Not everyone needs press. I know so many amazing business owners who kill it in business and are successful, happy people on life and have never once been featured in the media. It's
1: a preference, right? That's fair. I've struggled with it a little bit. I guess this might be a little bit different, but one thing I've struggled with in growing my own business and going putting myself out there is I don't want it to be all about me. I don't want to be this Instagram influencer. That's not my goal. I don't want it to be about me. And I know that I can only help people if they know that I exist and that my business exists, right? So it's like a double-edged sword. (laughs)
0: That's right. And what you
1: just said is
0: probably what I hear from. I get two types of clients. One is exactly what you just described, right? They know they need to, but they don't really want to be out there. They want to be more behind the scenes or help people, but know that they could do it in a grander way. Or you meet the people who are just like, put me everywhere, right? There's no right or wrong way to do it. But like you mentioned, if you're able to connect with people and share, the solutions to your business and how you can amplify their life and make their life easier by talking about your business more and, and how you work and how it helps people. Well, that's a beautiful thing. And when it comes to publicity, and I talk about this in the book as well, like these opportunities we want to be in such gratitude for, right? So when we get the opportunity Let's use it with humility and gratitude. It doesn't always have to be a look at me, look at me, right? Mm. But use it to know that this is just an amplifier of how I can be in service. And maybe one person watching that morning segment or one person reading that magazine is going to connect to something they hear and say, you know what? I really like this individual as a person. I'm signing up for whatever they're doing because I already resonate with them.
1: Yeah that's so true It's like all you need is one person it needs to land with one person I think about that that's a lot right. with this and podcast. also too, as long as know. the episode is good for one person it's it's done its job say exactly
0: and that's how I would look at publicity We're in a time right now uh, quite frankly where, I've had to step back and forth with my own time on social media because I think you get this comparison game and and what's authentic, what's not. It's very hard. There's a lot of noise. And so I do think a lot of people think that they need to be out there in this super grand way all the time. Another way to look at the publicity is maybe there's certain times in your journey or your business where it makes sense to be out there more. And then maybe there's times where you're a little bit more behind the scenes. It doesn't need to always be like an ongoing part of the business.
1: And I guess that leads me to a question of how do you define publicity? When you say publicity, what does that even mean to listeners to the show? Because I think immediately they think, Oh, Instagram or TikTok, when I know it's so much bigger than that and so multifaceted.
0: Yeah, it's such a great question. In fact, I start part two of the book with this, just defining what publicity is. So like I mentioned earlier, I've been doing this for 23 years. So I come from old school publicity days. I come from old school traditional media, newspapers, magazines, radio, television shows. When I was coming up in my career, we didn't have social media. It certainly didn't exist in the way it's as now, and digital was not a thing online outlets were just starting. I think when I started my first job after college, Facebook had just come out this like a whole other time. so publicity is by definition essentially positioning a favorable message to consumers through the media so what a publicist does is it 's my job to take a brand or a product or a service or a company and position them favorably to connect with audiences through the media. So what I do is I help people get on television, I help them get on radio or podcasts, I help them get in newspaper and magazines and focus on that traditional media. I don't do social media, I don't do digital marketing. What's happened in this marketing conversation, I think, especially probably the last 10 years where it comes to entrepreneurship is people bucket kind of PR with social media and digital, when really these are all separate entities under a marketing umbrella. Earned media is really what I'm going after for clients and what I teach people to go after. There's a lot of pay-to-play opportunities, which are out there. Obviously, it's just a different time now, so you can pay for press. But what I focus on and what I teach is how do you get earned media? Meaning how do you take photos of yourself, products, services, anything you're doing, and take your story and package it to pitch yourself? to traditional media outlets to get that earned coverage, meaning that you're getting the placement or you're getting the story or the opportunity based on your outreach, not because yeah. you paid an exchange for it. So that's really what publicity like traditional publicity is what I teach. And what I focus on are those earned media opportunities that are traditional
1: So then I wonder, as you're sharing that definition, I wonder if it's become less noisy in that space now that everyone's so focused on social media. Are the earned media outlets struggling to find good stories and good features, or is it still, like, way overflowing? I imagine you have to have a good pitch and you have to stand out to get it, but I wonder for me, I'm like, oh, they're probably getting so many entries. Why would I throw? It's fine. I don't need it. And so I guess I'm curious, is it a very missed opportunity because there is not as many people putting their names in the hat, not realizing that they actually could get it?
0: Such a good question. So the way that I talk about it with people is I tell them to focus on their local market. What's happened in the PR digital world is everybody's out there telling everyone biggest dream possible, which I am the biggest proponent of all the dreams. I want everyone to have all the dreams they want. But the reality is when you're just starting out, you're not gonna be able to necessarily get on the Today Show or Good Morning America overnight. And you don't need to. I think what's happened in this digital space is that people think of publicity and they think, oh, it's only these big now National outlets, or somehow I have failed in this process. When really, when we look at the markets where we're based, Phoenix is a perfect example. This is like the number five market in the country, size-wise. We have amazing media here. We have Scottsdale outlets. We have Phoenix outlets. Depending what part of town you're in, there's more hyper-local outlets. And so the reason I bring that up is because everybody listening, if you think about the opportunity just sitting in your backyard where you are based, whether you're in LA, New York, Chicago, town outside of Minneapolis, here, wherever. We all have TV stations. We all have newspapers. We have magazines. They're constantly looking to profile people doing great things in their community. So imagine from their end, they're needing content. They need new people to profile and they're not going to know about you unless you're reaching out to them. So if press is desirable, I always tell people, start understanding who your local media players are. Understand who your magazines are and the local newspapers that could profile you or that could use expertise content from you that you could pitch them. There are so many ways to catapult and dominate your local market in terms of getting press. But I think when people typically think of publicity they think of these big national opportunities and they forget that you can start small where you are and just start creating more of a name for yourself in your local market one of the things that has come up a lot too is people want to get on these big national tv shows and i always say to them imagine this just like if you were to go position yourself to speak on stages wouldn't it be great if you could build a little reel for yourself being on television in your own local market and then be able to take that and show a national producer hey i've already done five or seven segments in my local market. You can see my body language. You can hear my messaging. You can hear my solutions. You can see the full picture of what I would do on your show. So there's so much, there's so many layers to it when it comes to regional press. And that's the focus of the book is teaching people that if you want these opportunities, how you can put yourself out there in your own backyard, build those media relationships, become that trusted expert and resource, no matter what industry or niche you're in and become someone that they can rely on. So maybe when they are looking for content or expertise, they're going to remember, gosh, you know what? She hit the deadline. She got me this great information. Let me call her back and use her now for another article. So there's so much to do locally. If people do want it, is it going to make or break your business? I've seen it change the trajectory of small businesses. I have so many examples, thousands from over years of what that looks like. But certainly if somebody doesn't have the time or energy to put into pitching themselves, it's going to be obviously a little harder. It's something you really have to block out time for in your calendar for sure.
1: And I'm sure it's just something that takes practice. You got to test and practice. Just to try.
0: Yeah. And what greater practice too than like your own hometown local? Well,
1: that's what I was going to say. And for me, I feel less nervous to go... Pitch to a regional. Yeah. Oh, It's just local. I don't mean just, especially now that I hear Phoenix is like one of the best, like maybe it's a little scarier than I knew, but it does feel less scary than being like, oh, I'm going to go pitch myself to Forbes. I would love to have an op-ed in Forbes, but that's also really scary.
0: Yeah, but that's exactly why I break it down this way for people to say, pitch a business story or focus on three to five things or ways that you could really help the readers understand your business better. Align with the business reporters at your business journals or the hyper local regional newspapers. They're constantly wanting to support local businesses and highlight people doing good. And like I said, they're not going to know about you. They're not going to come find us. So we've got to put ourselves in the game. And what a great way to practice practice, telling your story, highlighting those differentiators, honing in on your solutions, and then letting that momentum build for, yes, the national business opportunities that could come in. But it all connects. And one of the big things I talk about in the book is that this is an energy play, right? So just like all the other things we see online and all the other gurus talking about mindset and all these things, if you want publicity, we've got to be open to them coming in. We've got to be open to receiving these opportunities. And the only Way that they're going to materialize is if we're taking aligned action to go pursue them. Again, it's not something people need, but I think a really good exercise for small business owners is to learn how to connect with your local press and see how you can be resourceful to them and build those genuine relationships and start garnering yourself some things where you're based.
1: I love that you bring up the energy piece of it because I also think. That plays such a role when you're going out to hire and build a team that your energy, I have some clients who truly feel like there's no good talent out there. Nobody wants to work. Everyone they hire is shitty. And guess what? Everyone they hire doesn't work out. No shit. It's the same thing. And then I have other clients who they know, they have a great team. They know great people are out there. They know the perfect people are coming into their ethos. And every time they reach out to me to fill a job, they're like, you know what? We don't actually need help anymore because the best person just sent us an email. And it's like, yeah, that's because that's the energy you're going into that space. And so I love that you bring that up about PR because I don't think the mindset and the energy topic is talked about enough in the text tactical stuff of growing a business, right? You're not just gonna think you're gonna find the right person and they're gonna show up all the yeah. time, but there is the an energy that does go into it. So I love that you bring that up and that you connect that in your book because I see it in so many areas of business. Yeah,
0: it's everything. Spirituality and tapping into my own energy has been a big theme for me the last 10 years. And this is all in the book, how this all came to be for me, but We, everything is our energy. And the more that we know how to tap into that and understand that we can have any of these opportunities, but we have to open ourselves to them. And we also have to put ourselves in them. And so that's why we say to people very transparently, if somebody doesn't want to block out time or add the energy of pursuing press opportunities into their business, they don't have to. They're great doing as they are. It's not this person's doing it right or wrong. But if you do want it and you want to be out there in that way, we've got to get the mindset piece and the receptivity and the worthiness part nailed down first so that you can pitch these people and start building rapport with local media, knowing that you're open to the opportunity. And then like anything, because I've seen it time and time again with so many business owners here over the last almost eight years, once they get one opportunity and they're already in the flow of it, then more things keep happening. And so before you know it, you see a small business owner who had probably never been in the press before land themselves as a regular going on a local morning show here every three or four months as an expert because they had such a great rapport and they want to have them back. So that energy and the leveraging and the momentum of it, it's going to keep creating more flow in that area.
1: I am so grateful that we got to hop on today and talk about a lot of this stuff. I know you mentioned the book title. Where is the best place that listeners can go and buy the book so that you get the most benefit? Ah,
0: you're so great. The book is on Amazon. It's called You Are Worthy of Publicity. It is under $30. It is a great guide for any small or medium-sized business owner it's very soulful, it's very energetic, it's very raw, it's very real and filled with tactics. So the goal is that you'll leave reading the book, knowing exactly how to set yourself up and organize yourself with systems and processes to start building rapport with your local media and reaching out and having all the tools to do it. If anybody is interested in bringing press into their business or jumping into these opportunities, it's going to literally take you through step-by-step.
1: And then if somebody wanted to potentially work with you one-on-one or work with your company, are you taking new clients? And is it just local to Phoenix or do you take clients all over?
0: Great question. So project retainers, I do only take Scottsdale and Phoenix clients but I do consulting strategy calls with people all over the country. So you could just find me on Instagram. I have a link tree where people can find more information about that or just my website, NicoleMided.com. But yes, I can help you wherever you're based and at least get you off in the right direction to start building your media Rolodex and connecting with your local. I
1: have to imagine that before they book a call, going through your book and doing the step-by-step and then meeting with you would be the most efficient use of time in Snagit.
0: Yeah, that's why I did it, because it's great to be out in the community and talk to people. But this was a way for me to be able to get to more people with this information that everybody deserves however i can help i'm here i'm so grateful to you
1: thank you so much for coming on the show and listeners go run and get her book and start getting the publicity that you deserve and growing your business because you're going to be able to employ more people have a great business have a great team the more that you're getting yourself out there so nicole thank you for coming on the show and i'm sure we will chat again very soon
0: thank you jackie
1: Well, that's a wrap on another episode of Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. Because guess what? You're the boss now. You listen to the show because you care about doing the people stuff right in your business. And I commend you for that. At my company, People Principles, our mission is to help more small businesses succeed. And we believe that building a thriving, high-performing team With the right systems in place is crucial to making that happen. That's why we've got our incredible toolkit shop. It's your one-stop destination for everything HR and team related. Each toolkit is loaded with everything we've ever done in-house with high growth startups from hiring processes to performance management to handbooks. It's all there. And we've built these toolkits specifically with you in mind, the small business owner, because what you need at 10 to 30 people is very different from what you need over a hundred people. So don't wait and head over to peopleprinciples.co forward slash toolkits and explore our complete people operations toolkits. It's like having an HR expert in your back pocket walking you through the journey to building a thriving team and a thriving business.